Explore the history, relationships, expertise, and data that go into ensuring Stein growers get maximum yield potential. This is the Stein Seedcast. Here's your host, David Thompson. Hello, and welcome to the Stein Seedcast. I'm your host, David Thompson, National Marketing and Sales Director for Stein Seed Company. We've got another great episode lined up with special guests, expert insights, and discussion on everything you need to know about maximizing yield potential. On today's episode, our special guest is Brian Porter, owner-operator of Porter's Ag Solutions. Welcome to the show, Brian. Good morning. Brian started Porter's Ag Solutions with the goal of offering personalized agricultural solutions to meet farmers' growing needs. Specifically, he helps customers customize and upgrade the equipment that they already own, including planters. Porter's Ag Solutions also offers their customers mobile, on-site farm equipment repair services. We're going to learn more about Porter Ag Solutions and how the crew at Stein Seed Farm benefits from their services. So let's get started. So Brian, to get us started, let's talk a little bit. I always like to have a little bit of a level set, talk about background. So give me a little bit of background about where you're from and, and your background in the business. So I graduated Earlham, Iowa in 1999, went to a diesel tech school for two years, got into a Caterpillar program, which got me an internship with Ziegler Cat in Altoona. From there, I became a mobile field service technician. I left there in 2011. In 2012, Porter's Egg Solutions started. From there, we've kind of just kept going on with the specialized planter world. Now we're doing more... Um, complete teardowns, rebuilds, precision planting is my main vendor that I sell a lot of parts for. Pretty much any color of planter we're working on. Yeah, and so you're located just a little bit west of our home place, the Stein Seed Farm. So I know a lot of growers in my neck of the woods are familiar with your company and, and what you do. But again, tell us a little bit about what kind of services you offer to, to growers you serve? So the one big thing that we offer more than other dealerships is we actually will completely rip apart a planter, take it apart, rebuild it, repin, gussets, bushings, you name it, we'll do it to a planter. Um, there's no job too small, too big. We'll take box planters and put CCS units on or weight distribution kits, anything associated with planter to rebuild, refabricate, we can do it. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is wondered we talk a little bit about certainly the world over has been challenged with what we now know as what we call supply chain issues, right? Yeah, correct. And certainly the farm equipment business has not been immune to that. Uh, particularly in the new equipment side, there have been a lot of challenges about getting new equipment. Tell me a little bit about maybe how that's affected or impacted your business. Oh, it's in, impacted our business very, very huge. Um, we're pre-ordering parts a year in advance for the next season, so that way our customers have, you know, disc openers, uh, different closing wheels, gauge wheel arms, parallel arms. I mean, you name it, we're pre-ordering bulk bigger than ever. You know, before we used to be able to, I think we got accustomed to just calling up, getting our parts the next day. Well, it's not the case anymore. There's going to be planning a lot more than we ever have. And I assume correct me if I'm wrong, you've got customers that, uh, again, maybe maybe they were thinking about buying a new planner, uh, and now they're being told, hey, 
those planners aren't going to be available or aren't going to be available in the time frame that's suitable for, for their needs. So they're thinking about, uh, well, what do I do with the equipment I have? Can I upgrade it? Can I, you know, do what I need to do to, to maybe keep that planner longer and have the new technologies that are available? Is that you seeing a lot of that? Yeah, we're starting to see more. So currently, I think the last three that we did, we took apart, get them repowder coated, make them look new because they were told they couldn't get a new planner for another year, you know. So that's really boosted our business in the last year and a half since basically COVID started. We're just a little different than the local John Deere to where they'll retrofit kits, but we'll take it apart, make sure it's ready, no cracks in the frame, completely repair anything that we find broken, and save the customer a lot of money in the aspect of a new planner. It's substantial, the savings that keeping your old equipment versus buying new. Yeah, and, and what you're really talking about is almost restoring uh, a planner in a sense. Like you said, it's not just some new openers and, and, and some you know maintenance parts. You're talking about taking that frame down and making it you know really like new and maybe better than new because they may be able to take advantage of new technologies that maybe weren't there when they bought the planner in the first place. Correct, yep. I guess as we think about that, let's say growers who are um, maybe keeping that planter a little longer than what they may have planned to, what are the things that you encourage growers to consider on that planter once they make once they decide they're going to renew that planter and maybe potentially upgrade? What are the things that they need to be looking at by way of technologies? Uh, some of the things that you know, obviously, our big business is precision planning, so we always try to push you know our hydraulic downforce electric drives. The other thing that people kind of forget about is we're adding more and more liquid to these planters all the time is trying to get, you know, the weight off the center of the planters. You know, we do, like like I said before, a lot of weight distribution kits to push the weight from the center of the planter out to the wings. So we're not just over compacting the center, you know, center four tires, pinch rows. So we're just trying to we use that technology a lot. Then basically, you know, different style parallel arms that are better with bushings, internal bushings, versus just the steel on bushing style parallel arm that you get from the OEM. There's some really good aftermarket companies out there that are have better parallel arms than what you can buy actually on a new planner. And I know, like you said, you mentioned downforce, and that's something that, from what I've read, I mean, that's certainly something that's important, uh, that's really come a long way in the last, you know, 10 years or so. You mentioned electric drive. So how's that technology coming along? That technology, we actually started Precision in 12, right when that was being released. So that technology, you know, with the seed companies with variable rating is huge because we can get the zones down within you know, a foot of change versus, you know, the old system, the hydraulic drives, you may be two foot past the zone and all of a sudden now it's changing. Uh, electric drives have been a huge impact for the, the farming community, in my opinion. So is that something that a lot of growers are, when they go to upgrade or, or restore this, this plant, or is that something they're looking at adding to their systems? Correct. So when we're going to do a complete rebuild, it's usually it's hydraulic downforce, electric drives, I mean, it's a complete, full-blown, take apart, put back together, all new components. And that's the you know one thing that they always ask about, electric drive and hydraulic downforce. That's the two that we always do when we're doing that. 
And then, like you said, weight distribution, certainly as those planters get bigger, <laughs> trying to get the weight distributed evenly so you get good seed-to-soil contact is, is critical. So talking about planters, as we have, you know, growers, they're starting to think about in some parts of our territory, they're going to be going to the field in the next, you know, 30 days. And in other parts of our territory, they maybe we're a couple of months off, but it's certainly time to start thinking about you know, planting, because when once it goes, it goes. So what is the advice you give to growers who are, you know, maybe going to pull the planter in the shop and they're getting ready for the season to come? What do they need to have on hand? What do they need to be thinking about checking just to make sure that hopefully they have the best shot of getting that planting season off on the right foot? The big thing that we tell growers when they first bring the planter in, check, spin the gauge wheels, check them to see if they're starting to crack, chunk out, Check the gauge wheel arm to see if they have a lot of play. The other thing is, you know, check the disc openers. You know, see if you got broken rivets, bearings are loose inside the housing. We recommend at our shop 14 and a half on a John Deere to replace the disc opener. Because at 14 and a half, the C-tube guard starts to get exposed. We've seen to where they're starting to break if they get past that 14 and a half. So we recommend 14 and a half on a Deere, Kenzie. Um, some of the new whites are a 16-inch, so if they get down to 15 and a half, we recommend replacing those. That's the first thing. Then closing wheel frames, make sure they're tight, not sloppy, spring hooks on the closing wheel system. That's the things that we recommend having them check. Just, you know, like on the, especially on the gauge wheels, make sure you still get that nice sharp lip towards the, the disc opener. You know, if that's starting to get rounded or worn off, it's time to replace them. Let's say for a grower who maybe isn't ready to fully go through the machine, but they say, okay, I want to take advantage of maybe a couple of the newer features that are available on planting equipment. I and mean, what where do you recommend for them to start? So we recommend the hydraulic downforce first, just because that way we know the seed is getting at the right you know depth placement. That's the first thing that we recommend. Then from there, you know, then you can go electric drive. You know, for us, when we do a hydraulic downforce kit through Precision, the wiring's there. You know, same way with the John Deere. You know, the wiring's already there. You can do the hydraulic downforce for deer. Then you can always add electric later if you want to. And in terms of row spacing, I mean, you work on all different row spacing equipment. You know, are there, are there different features that they're asking for on different row spacings? So a lot of guys on a 20-inch aspect planter, they always seem to go to a narrow gauge wheel. That's one thing that they ask about. Row cleaners are narrow. We try to get them a different degree angle on the like a 20 inch you know, on the 15 inch planter. Uh, instead of like a 60 degree, we always push like a 45 degree, something that will allow the trap the trash to pass through. Okay. So like for us, we work on a lot of 15 inch planters, 20 inch, 30 30s are norm, but we're seeing a lot more 36 row 20s come in the area. So that's starting to get us a little different. You know, we have changed our game plan a little bit on the planters to, you know, a lot, like I said, allow trash to come through, uh, different row cleaners, even the closing wheels. We've been seeing some different things we've been having to do differently. So it sounds like for those growers who are talking about, again, going for from 30 inch rows to whatever, sub 30, let's say 20 or 15, mm -hmm. Those are the considerations to think about. That plus, you know, weight distribution. You're just going to have more units on that, yeah. on that frame. But those are all things they need to be mindful of if they're making that switch. Yeah, because that's the thing that I don't think people really think about. I'm going to use a, uh, a DB60. You go from a 24 row 30 
you know, on the wing, you got nine row units, then all of a sudden now you're going to go to a 20 inch and now you're pushing 13 row units. Well, when you go with hydraulic downforce, you're pushing, you know, you have 13 rows of pushing weight into the ground. A lot of the bars, we've seen a lot of bars float here in the last couple of years when the ground dries out, gets hard. Guys aren't mindful of thinking about, you know, how much weight are they actually applying to the ground and am I going to float the bar? You know, they kind of forget about that. So effectively, the downforce can potentially start to pick the bar up. And, Correct. And you're not getting the full effect of the downforce that you mm -hmm. wanted. How do they overcome that? Weight distribution. Yep. Uh, I've seen guys add tanks, weights, but that's that's the only way to overcome it, really. But it's something just to think about when you go to a narrow road, narrow 20-inch, 15-inch aspect. You know, you work with a lot of different customers and a lot of different growers, and, and I do know also that you do some work with um, some of our research team at Stein Seed, and we've had guests on the show in the past talking about our unique planters. A lot of our research equipment is kind of deer-based with Almaco specialized equipment on it. Tell us a little bit about some of the things you've done with our research team to work on their equipment. So we've went in and actually added some ro different road cleaning. And the other thing we did on the research planters too was we actually added a, a clean sweep cylinder to the road cleaners to where the operator can, say for instance, again, to a heavy trash area, he can actually apply force with the road cleaner or he can pick it up and, you know, just have the road cleaner completely out of the ground. I guess I'm just curious, you know, what are some of the things that maybe aren't necessarily commonplace today, but maybe new and emerging technologies that you think we're going to start to see in planting technology, you know, in the next few years, five years, whatever, down the road? The big thing that I've noticed, and I think is it's it's coming more and more, um, from when I first started, we didn't hardly put a liquid system on a planter, you know, back in 12. You would put a couple on in 16, but in the last, last year, year and a half, with some of the different products that are coming out from other companies, I would almost... I would almost say that we probably put on about 90% of, of the planters that come through the shop all have liquid now. Hmm. That's something that, you know, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but the younger generation that I'm working with, a lot more liquid than I've ever seen in my life. So I know there's quite a few different, you know, companies that are have some great products, and I, th I think we'll see more liquid than ever. Any, anything else, any other new things coming down the pipe that need, growers need to be paying attention to. You know, there's the liquid technology part is just getting, you know, we got a company in Iowa, PW Fusion, they're getting huge, pushing some different liquid stuff. Two by two is coming back around the corner again, 32, you know, coming back in the planter. You know, I think back in the early 2000s, that was coming, kind of coming around. We're putting 32 on, 32% nitrogen. Well, then... It kind of went away, but now we're making a full circle where we're doing it again, huge. Just different uh, row cleaners are kind of changing. They're going to more of a short compact. We're, there's different things of that aspect. The big thing that I think farmers need to really look at, and they don't, is closing wheels. There's a thousand different closing wheels out there. Try to find something that fits on your farm that works. You know, we, we recommend a couple different style closing wheels, but I really think that's one, one spot in the planter guys don't pay attention to is the closing wheel. Uh, making sure we're getting good seed to soil contact, breaking that sidewall up, closing the trench, 
that's my personal opinion. And is that something, I mean, is that just trial and error or working with somebody that knows those items and, and can kind of tell you for the soil type they have and the conditions that they operate in that, that this is going to be the type of closing wheel that will help for them? We, we try to recommend one that will work in every aspect of your operation. You know, you know if you got yeah. sand to a gumbo to just good soil. So we try to recommend just a couple, you know, there's, but people have their own personal belief of what they want to try. So we try to steer them and educate them. Hey, hey, here's why we've seen this one do this before. This other one, this is why we choose this one. The planter is such an important aspect as it relates to seed because, of course, we spend a lot of time trying to get the right seed on the right acre. But if you don't get it placed properly and don't get good seed-to-soil contact, you're kind of starting off with one one hand tied behind your back. So all of these aspects are important, I think, for growers to know and understand and, and pay attention to. Uh, like so many things in farming, you only get one chance to to plant it right. Correct. Uh, you may get to plant it again, but you don't get a chance to plant it the first time again. So everything they do from now till planting is is critical. Any other any other advice for growers as they think about, you know, what they need to be prepared for heading into the spring? One thing that we do at our shop too, we actually have growers that will bring in their seed prior to planting. And one thing that we'll have them do is they'll have us bring like four different varieties that they're going to plant. And we actually run them on a test stand and kind of give them a starting point on vacuum and say, hey, you know, this round, you may not need to run 20 inches of vacuum. You may be able to run 16. You know, that's different things that, you know, we can help out with. You know, the other thing is just maintenance. The other thing too that guys really have noticed in the last couple of years have gotten to a point where Technology has allowed them to sit in the cab seat. You still need to get out and dig. Check your seed, check placement. You know, you have we have all this technology, but yet you still need to get out and dig. So that's one thing. And the other thing, too, we've seen in the last couple of years, a lot of planters not running level. You know, check your parallel arms. Make sure they're running level through the field. You know, just simple things that I think technology has got us to where we are. It's great, but yet we forget the simple things. To have a good planting season, there's still just sort of ground truthing and correct. Yeah, making sure that that what you're seeing in the cab is the same as what you're seeing in the field. Yep. Yeah, and a little, as they always say, a little bit of preventive maintenance goes a long way. Correct. And especially like you said, if you can't, you know, new equipment's hard to come by. So if you're going to keep that equipment longer, maintenance is going to help you keep it yep. keep it active and keep it uh, tuned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's and that's really important when the hours count, yep. which they always seem to <laughs> always seem to be a, a high priority at planting time is the hours you need to plant that crop. And the other thing that I forgot left on the maintenance segment, like when you go to check, check your, your seed disc, make sure mice didn't get into them or they're properly stored. Check all your seals and gaskets inside your meter housing to make sure mice didn't get in them or chew them up. You know, if they're weather checked, get them replaced because that'll really affect placement um, singulation, that's one thing you really need to look at inside the meter housing is make sure all those components are good. Your singulators are okay, not worn out, knockout wheels, things like that. Now, I, again, I know you've got a big following here in the central part of Iowa, but I assume you have customers that you work with in other areas. Yeah, we do. We actually get a lot of planters shipped in uh, from the Midwest that we repair. So uh, we actually just finished one last week from Illinois. Frame was broke came back in, we repaired, 
we offer trucking services to where we pick them up, bring them to the shop, send them back. So right currently we service Illinois, Minnesota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Missouri. And anybody who's interested in know more about your services can probably find you on the web. Uh, yeah, we have uh, quite a few different social media outlets. Uh, been using a lot of TikTok. We use a lot of Facebook. Seem to get a lot of viewers off of the uh, TikTok just for you know just do different informational videos. Really haven't got started on the YouTube, but that's different things. But we do have a website, supportersagsolutions.com, and you can find our emails, telephone number, and get contact to me. So you've been doing this now for, well, do the math. What is it, 12, 12 years? Uh, 11. 11 years? What do you wish you would have known when you started this project? Business. Um, <laughs> that's the hard part. Just the amount of dollars we go through every year and trying to, uh, it's, I'll back that up. The last three years, it's been more challenging because we're spending so much more of our cash to bring products in so we have it. Yeah. You know, before, we never had to worry about it. Well, now we're spending thousands and thousands of dollars to bring product in so the, the customer will have it. Never had to fight that before. That's in a little more business aspect. I wish I would have paid attention a little more in school, you know. <laughs> That's been the – it's been a very eye-opener, but I was very grateful for having the background I got from Ziegler to be – I couldn't have done what I'm doing now if it wasn't for, yeah. you know, working with them. It was a great company. It was just time for me to, I wanted to try to going on my own. Well, and, and you're providing great service for growers all across uh, the Corn Belt. So it's fantastic. What do you want farmers to know about your business and what you do? You know, you know, um, there's great other companies just like mine that in every other state across the, you know, the Midwest. Give those guys a shot. I mean, we always answer our phone. We work really hard. There's some really good companies that can really help your farming operation because this is all we do. We do planning and we try to do it damn good. And again, like you said, you know, at the end of the day, as farmers are looking to make changes to their operation, uh, new planners are great provided you can get them. And if you can't get them or if you can't get the configuration you want, just know that there are other solutions out there, uh, folks like you and, and uh, might be a great resource for them to either you know, cost-effectively keep that planner going or maybe build the planner that they wish they had. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a fantastic solution. Well, Brian, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking to us about planner segment. And again, I think it's an interesting time between the options that are available in the new market, the options that are available for retrofit and, you know, sort of planner upgrades and the services that you uh, provide. And hopefully you're, you can help all these growers get off on the right foot in 2023 and have a great season. So um, uh, anyway, really appreciate you being on the show and thanks for coming. Yeah, I appreciate the offer of uh, coming in and doing my first podcast with Stein and <laughs> I look forward to working with you some more. Awesome. Well, that's our time for today. I'd like to thank our guests and our listeners for joining us on another episode of the Stein Seedcast. We'll be back again soon with more expert interviews and insights about all things Stein. And to never miss an episode, subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. Subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. To learn more about Stein and its elite corn and soybean genetics, visit steinseed.com. 
Dine has yield.